Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty swell. I'm just here fired up on energy. Just got back from Ooh. a fresh trip to Minnesota to watch the Browns hand the Vikings their tookus. Uh, got to hang out my... Here uh, Here's your tookus. Got to hang out my good friends, J.P. Hurley and Izzy Alcafas of the Dynasty Trades Calculator. They're a uh, kind host to me for the entire weekend. Got to hang out with Thor Nagstrom of uh, NBC Sports Edge as well for a weekend. So a really good time there. Going to do this today, then Thursday morning, do it again and fly out to L.A. for the Browns game to watch another, uh, hopefully, W. Look at you. I'm a like little jet setter all, all over me. the place, yeah. man. Huh? Some people spend their vacations like going nice places. I spend my vacations going to see the Browns play in different places. That's what I'm I to be like you when I grow up. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, <laughs> this one's a family vacation. That was a friend vacation, to get, like a little three-day getaway. And yeah. this, is, uh, this is, I'm taking the whole family. One of my best friends lives out there. So, we're going to go. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, if you see me in L.A., uh, wave. Who's your best friend, like Denzel Washington or somebody like that? Uh, yeah, it is. How'd you know? Wow. L.A. You I know mean, he's, he's the only one that lives there. You know so. D-Wash? Of course. Ah, uh, yeah, you wash that, D. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, get in our show. But before we do... Just let never me... know when it's coming. You just never know. I wasn't ready. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Extend your toes. Uh, before we get into so much to talk about, I mean, this is going to so be, be a frisky show. Frisky or... Friskier than Urban Meyer's right hand at a college bar. Like, it's going to get frisky in here today. <laughs> that was low-hanging fruit. It was. Man. It was. That's how I grab it. How, how, how's a man supposed to eat? You think I got any ups? I got ups. <laughs> you got no ups. I need the low-hanging fruit. You got to grab the low Richie's got to eat. Stuff. All right. Let's talk about our friends at Thrive Fantasy. What is Thrive Fantasy, you might ask? I mean, you can go into Thrive Fantasy right now, go in there, and make 10 prop bets. They're going to give you 20 opportunities to make these prop bets. They're going to give you a couple things. They're like, hey. Over, under, on Rich grabbing that low-hanging fruit, you know? Taking but, the over. Taking the if, over. If you take I the don't over, care what the number is. Over. But if you take the over, the over might be worth like 80 points, but the under might be worth like 150 points. Taking the over. Taking the over. <laughs> so that's sure points. It's a sure yeah, thing. It's a sure thing. So what they do is they give you, ch- you got to choose 10 out of 20 available player props. They are player props, and that's how you build up your entire lineup. Each prop is assigned that fantasy value for both the over and the under, based on how likely it is going to hit. So you hit the most props, you rack up the most points, and you win a share of the prize pool. I know there's some other podcast members out there, and they're racking up the dough in here. They're having some really good good bets here. Yeah, good return. And right now they have some really good special offers for our listeners. Right now, if you sign up and you deposit $10, you get one free $15,000 guaranteed Thursday night football ticket. And... New users who deposit $100 or more get one free $15,000 Thursday night ticket and two free $50,000 guaranteed Sunday NFL tickets. So if you you miss out on Thursday, you go to Sunday. Sunday, you do the same thing. $10, free $50,000 entry. $100, three $50,000 guaranteed NFL tickets. And listen, they also had that 100% instant match of the first deposit. You put up to 100 bucks. So you put 100 bucks, your account instantly has $200 in it. Magic. It's their best offer of the year. So go to download the Thrive Fantasy on the App Store today or the Play Store or visit their website, Thrive Fantasy Today. Make sure you use that promo code NERDS so you get that sweet hookup, that which is basically free entries to Thursday Night Football. So promo code NERDS, 
thrivefantasy.com or your app store. Get in there and start propping up with Thrive Fantasy today. I got some props. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Prop give, me, give me a couple this week. Cooper Cup, over under five and a half receptions. Over. over. Give me the over. He had a little over. bit of a down week I this past that. week. Yeah, he, yeah. Aver- he averages 11 and a half targets. So, Daryl yeah, Henderson, over. will he have a rush TD? Ooh. Who are they Wait, playing? Who, yeah, I was going to say who they're playing. They are playing Seattle. This is a Thursday night game. I'm going to say no. I will take, I'll take the under. The under. Give me the over. They've he's, been he's getting him. in that end zone. Yeah. They have been feeding him, feeding but him they the throw zone. the ball so much. So much. And they promise to get Bobby Trees more involved this week. Uh, one more. Yeah, you know, I've heard that kind of stuff before when they said DeAndre Swift was going to get a whole bunch of carries. <laughs> You're just going to get sick of seeing him. <laughs> My DK aunt. Metcalf over <laughs> under 75 and a half yards receiving. Ooh, that's a good line. It's pretty hot right now. Uh, that's how they ride that train. I would take the over. I'm going to take the over as well. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Patrick Ramsey? This guy. Patrick Ramsey? Wait. Wait. Are you the, the old uh, Washington quarterback? <laughs> Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> Patrick Ramsey. Cut that Getting out. Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> Don't cut that out. <laughs> Do not <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> of all the, like... Gordon Ramsay would have made more sense. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> with with Patrick Ramsey throwing him the ball, how is he, how is DK Metcalf going to get some? In that, that case, I will take the under. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as bad as that hurt, let's talk about some some other things that are hurt right now. Some players. We can't get through this uh, weeks without some injuries. We have David Montgomery. He has a hyperextended knee. He's out potentially four to five weeks. It, I thought it was going to be worse for a second there. So this is actually kind of good news. So I, I, you, I mean, we have we have hyperextended knee. I, I've seen MCL and ACL sprain type of things mm-hmm. also uh, linked to this. But four or five weeks, obviously, it's a, a pretty significant. But he sidestepped the big time ACL right. that everyone was kind of worried about initially. So that's good news. Well, I, I, I like this like small opportunity for Khalil Herbert to possibly get some Harry's carries and see what he could do out there uh, for the Bears. Uh, you know what? You know, Damian Williams will be the main benefit. He'll, he'll be the main benefit. He'll be the hundred percent. He looked okay out yeah. there. But when is Tree Cohen ever coming back, or is he just gone? I honestly, honestly think this is like a this is a bad sign that you know that it's been this long that it's been this long and there's yeah. been no talk about it. So yeah, I, I, I would imagine. He's not progressing like they had hoped. It was the pup list, right? So he right. had a, yeah. a minimum of six weeks anyway. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll know. In a, but in I a haven't few weeks. heard any updates, and we're already neither by going to week five or going into week five. So that's not good. Like right now, it should be like he's ramping up, doing some individual drills, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I haven't heard anything yet. You, Maybe I missed it, but I have not heard anything. Do you, Do you guys look when you play dynasty when situations like this pop up and say you're a contender and you just want like a little bit of running back help? Do you use like? Would you pay? Are these opportunities that you use to pay like a third round pick for a guy like Damian Williams, who like usually has no value whatsoever? But when those opportunities when those opportunities do pop up, obviously as a as an owner of these players who aren't contenders, like you were looking at this as a sell moment, sure. as you should. I just sold Damian for a third pick today. Did for it, a third round pick today? That's what that's that's what was my guess of what the cost right. would be. Are, are you guys comfortable doing that when you're contenders? Like, hey, I just need a running back, maybe. Maybe you had David Montgomery. Maybe uh, your running back's just not doing too hot, and you only have two guys for a little bit of depth to try and keep those Ws piled up. Are you, is that something you're comfortable with? If I have if I have uh, Montgomery on my team, I would definitely uh, go out and spend a third-round draft pick for Damian Williams. Agree. I'm not sure I would do it otherwise because it's 
it's going to be four or five games, unless you're like completely struggling right now, running back. If you're completely struggling and you're a contender, right? I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure he's going to be a big enough bandit. I'd probably shoot higher personally, and, and instead of if you could, yeah. But if it's Montgomery, if, yeah. But if you have David Montgomery, I would definitely go out and because do that. four to five weeks. I mean, that's literally that's almost half. Like that's a third of the season left. You know what sure. I mean? Like we're we're I, they get right around week nine, so that's half. That gets you halfway through the year of stability. And we all know and I guess for everyone a, counts. Yeah, for a third-round draft pick, I mean, I guess it's not that bad of a Band-Aid you're either. getting production yeah. out of a third-round pick, sure. which nine times out of ten, you're not anyway. So a late it, pick, think, too, you would assume. I mean, the way that you draft, probably not. Right? Oh, <laughs> oh it's burn. like that. No, actually, something else that burns, I have a team that has uh, both Mixon and Montgomery on it. Uh, now, fortunately, I have Alvin Kamara, too, so my RB1 is still okay. But but that hurt this week that I was like, He's and I have RB1. no depth after that. <laughs> yeah. so, so Damian Williams is is a guy that you might be going out absolutely and, and looking for at this absolutely. point. Question for you: Would you rather buy Damian Williams right now or James Conner if you're a contender and you need a running back? Uh, I would rather buy. I think Williams because you're you're guaranteed Williams, yeah. uh, passing game role from him. I figured they'd be probably around the same value wise. Probably. I think it, you'd have to spend a little bit more on 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 Connor personally, it, it, and I wouldn't do that at all. Yeah. Well, it it also depends too. Is do you need a short window because you're dealing with injuries, or you're like? Do I need a third running back or a fourth running back? Something like that. Connor might be slightly more appealing because he'll still have value into end of the season playoffs. Yeah, but, that, but that's a sketchy start because he's still got Chase Edmonds to compete exactly. with. Exactly. Like, I'd rather just like I'd rather just go in and pay the third and know I'm getting about four to five games out of sure. Damian Williams that offers like potential high end running back two production. And then when David Montgomery comes back, there'll probably be another running back that's down and I could buy sure. another running back for just as cheap to kind of carry me through that, uh, that playoffs, I guess, supposed to say. So for me, James Conner, if Chase Edmonds went down, yeah, but then you, you have Kyler Murray who takes away some of the rushing yards and the goal line usage. You still have Kyler Murray there to be that threat, kind of like a Josh Allen, essentially. Right. So those running backs, they hurt the, those quarterbacks hurt those running backs definitely in the red zone. So, uh, for me, yeah, I would easier rather have Damian Williams. Uh, also hurt Joe Mixon. Yep. He has a high ankle sprain. He's out week five, but again, week to week kind of play. Week, week to week after that point, yeah. We we saw him at the end of Monday Night Football. He he kind of limped off a little bit. Not quite sure what was going on. Some people thought cramps. Some people you saw him stretching on the sideline. Came out that it was an ankle injury. I don't think at this point there's any reason to rush him back. Uh, Samaje Pirine is fine uh they 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 can make that work uh especially because so much of their team is predicated on the passing game especially they're expected to get t higgins back should only bolster that passing game i don't think they're going to rush him back so i wouldn't be surprised if it's week five but also maybe week six or seven too i would like to see him back as soon as possible but i think they want to make sure that he's 100 percent ready to go and they do have the the rookie from michigan there chris evans chris as well evans, yep. so he's he's a nice pass catching back so that they you know him and samaje will, will form a nice duo anyway sure and they talk chris evans up pretty high this they have. uh this preseason they, they really liked what they saw out of him they thought they had something with him and samaje we saw he produced last year like if you had him in week yeah. 16 uh, championship game last year he gave you almost 25 fantasy points so and this offense is significantly better than it was much last better. year. Joe offensive Burrow's line getting, gelling much more than it was before. Offensive line looks better. Them and New York both both gelling yep, a little Giants, bit better. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about Daniel Jones later. And you know this with these receivers, they're looking pretty good. Zoma obviously get, getting involved had this past game. week had a monster game. So again, a, a situation where if Joe Mixon goes down permanently, 
Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans might be a viable flex play to running back two. DJ Shark, uh, Matt was on the show last week talking up DJ Shark pretty high. And uh, Lady Jinxum, he's out for the year, fractured ankle. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about my buy my buy lows and sell highs because the, the sell high the week before was James White and he's out for the year the, the same week I had him on the so show. So just don't speak anyone's name. And then DJ Shark last week. Yep. So oh. I'm definitely giving these guys a little bit of a kiss. I think you death. need to not say their name. Just say like the wide receiver from. from. So if you want to hear who's going out for the year next this week, make sure you turn to the Nerd episode when we do our buy lows and sell highs of the week. That's make sure to show. use nobody that's on any of my fantasy teams. <laughs> yeah, if you're interested, our Nerd Herd show, which is our bonus podcast, that, that's part of the Nerd Herd where you get all our great tools, rankings, and all and access to the Nerds film room, which is all the college tape. It's this In season, we're doing buy lows and sell highs every single week, so that way you're on top of it mm-hmm. and dominating this dynasty game. But uh, Anyway, back to DJ Chark. Um Who's the big beneficiary? Marvin here? Jones. Marvin Jones. I think LaVisca Chanel is probably the biggest beneficiary because I think Marvin Jones was going to be the wide receiver one no matter what probably this season. But I think Visca really now has an elevated role in this offense. So He got downfield on a really nice uh, he did. play in, in this past weekend. I'm looking, I hope he does. If I own Visca, which I own zero shares, if I own Visca and he has any kind of remote like upside game, like I'm getting out from Visca. Like I don't see... Because of him? Because of the team? Because uh, of just Urban Meyer? Just for him. Like, like the way he plays, um, they'll eventually get a number one receiver. Like, I think he's a really nice NFL player and piece to have. I just don't know about his overall fantasy value long term. Right? So, like, looking from a dynasty perspective, I, I he's not a player I would ever feel confident if I was in the playoffs to put in my line, starting lineup feeling like he's going to give me what I need. Like on a week in week out basis, he seems like one of those roller coaster players. Sure. Um, really dynamic in what he can do on the field. You know, like he he's a big body, gets the ball in his hands. Um, his route runs better this year than I thought it'd be. His hands are better than I thought they'd yeah. be. It's just I don't know if he'll ever get. I don't know if he has a skill set to ever be the like a, a high enough focus in that offense to give me the fancy points that I want. And he honestly, right now with his youth, right now he's 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 a dynasty asset. So if he could put something together. To me, I would look at that as a, as a big sell. Odds of Urban Meyer being there uh, long-term are, are literally slim to none right now. Odds of him making it through the year. Are slim to none right now. So with, with they have to, the number one job there for uh, Shot Khan will be to protect their number one asset, and that's Trevor Lawrence, right? right. So there's a bad apple uh, polluting, you know, polluting the field, or whatever that, that, that term is. Like, you know, one bad thing. apple ruins the whole bunch. Ruins a bunch. Yeah, so... They got to protect him, and they got to do it as soon as possible. So, with a, if we bring a new coaching staff again, or something new, James Robinson's again, third coaching staff, you know, that he'll win over and be an RB one again. But nobody's ever <laughs> safe in that situation. We don't know how the offense is going to go. He's always safe. So, I mean, they immediately brought Dan Arnold, and they used him right away too. Right. And there's a lot of things that go against Ag- Agnew. And anybody, anybody have anything for Agnew? The guy that's been, you know, obviously a special team maven. But he, he, they've been starting. Made some plays. They started working him in on offense as well. The hard part is, I think it's a similar situation as like Felton. Is there are electric playmakers, and there will be two or three weeks a season where yeah. they're utilized more on offense and special teams, and they're going to make some electric plays. But good luck figuring out when those weeks are and when you can start them. At this point, I think it's a fine stash, but nothing that I have any confidence. Is in. he yeah. is he growing into a player that is, I guess, urban herbs accustomed to like a Percy Harvin type with his, with his playmaking ability and kind of potentially, but we'll be here. Yeah, I know. 
So yeah, that's the tough a, part. It is a tough question. And they have they have so many gadgety players. Like yeah. Visca's already a gadgety player too, and that in a different way. But he's Definitely. a gadgety player. And then when Etn comes back, he's going to be a gadgety player too. And it's I I don't know how they're forming all of these pieces that are non traditional chess pieces. Yeah, and you and we, and the goal here in in, in the, it's nice to have these big rosters, but you're trying to funnel that down to a, a really good starting lineup. That's what you're trying to get. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not. We said it's nice to look good on paper, but it all comes down to who you're starting on game day and who you're starting in the championship game. So you're trying to funnel through some of the stuff. So and, main starters and then like two or three bench pieces. Yeah, and LaVisca's a nice asset to have, but again, that's not a fan, that's not a championship caliber piece. So like, you, you, those are the kind of pieces and players in Dynasty that you want to own and then capitalize on when you can. And it's not always a one-for-one trade. Like there's going to be a player we're talking on the next show uh, and the maneuver is not to trade him for another player. It's, it's our favorite maneuver of, Hey, I'll give you this player plus this pick for this pick. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's just always trying to put yourself in a better position to get that better player. So to me, anytime you have a player like LaVisca in Dynasty, who I view as like a solid player, like you said, some couple weeks here and there, he's going to give you some really good games, but not a player that I could trust week in and week out and will never finish as, most likely never finish as a wide receiver 24 or higher. Uh, to me, I, those are the players I want to move not when they're 26, 27. I want to move in when they're 23, 24. And they still have that that dynasty youth appeal, which sure. always increases the value of any player. So, you know, hey, he's with Trevor Lawrence. There's not, who knows who the receivers are. Like, I could tell you. In he my, still has a shot to be the number one guy. Still there. has a shot to be number one. But in my theory, he'll never be the number one. Right. Just a really nice, good role player. You know, like, and any, every team has him. Like, Hunter Renfro, right? Hunter Renfro is a dynamic. Dynamic. We showed this week for an NFL team and somebody you can count on and make plays, but you're not putting Hunter Renfro in your lineup week in and week out. You know what I'm saying? Like right. those players exist. It's just I might start him at DB though. <laughs> He'll lay you out. That was a great hit. That was that a was. great hit. But you know, people like, the funny thing about that is like people are like, oh, that's so like somebody were surprised by it. It's like, dude, he plays special teams. Like, what do you uh, of course he could lay somebody out? That's like literally his job is to go out there and hit people. He practices it every single day. Hunter Hunter Renfro right now is the highest rated um uh wide receiver on the Ram, uh, on the Raiders, by the way. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, definitely after last week's team, dude. Wide, wide receiver twenty two. There you go. So you would start him in your lineup. Right, well, we're, we're right still now. That, we're right still now. early enough in right the season now. where a touchdown or two can really change dr- things. One game can drive you up the, the fantasy ranking. So let's let's get halfway through and really start to filter this stuff through. But use that to use that. These are things that you have to use in Dynasty to maneuver through the season to great to gain capital. Because sometimes it's it's like a small trade. It's like when you trade a paperclip for a stapler, and then you trade the stapler for uh <laughs> <laughs> a, a nice bet. Yeah, you know, like one of those kind of things. You're just kind of, you're constantly moving. You're trying to upgrade, upgrade. Eventually, the next thing you know, you have this Ferrari. You know, it's named Jay Brown. So basically, you know. you're trying to trade like Davis Mills to get Patrick Mahomes. You mean, you can trade Davis Mills for a broken window, like, which is literally just broken glass. Davis Mills in super. Let me put this way. But your, your example was a paperclip. I'm saying okay. Davis Mills is the paperclip. paperclip. Patrick Mahomes is if, Ferrari. If, if, I was Ferrari. In a, if I was in a super flex league and Davis Mills was on a waiver wire, I wouldn't even pick him up. I joked. Someone in my league today said they needed a quarterback. I said, I will give you a draft pick to take Davis Mills. From <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, I don't want the roster spot taken. Uh, dude, honestly, Davis Mills might be the... Like, He's starting. Yeah, but he might. That's what I was going to say. He might be the most least valuable starting quarterback I have ever seen. The most least. The most least I love that kind of English, man. 
the shit that makes you scratch your head. <laughs> Gary, you like Davis Mills, right? Uh, I liked him coming out of college. I did. I uh, thought he had a chance to start, and he did. So and he did. I went. Garrett's a big Winter. neck guy. Yeah. yeah. Give me that. Give me those big, big long necks. That's a lot of neck, dude. He's brontosaurus. <laughs> uh, Will Fuller. He, fr- he he fractured his finger. He was playing yet already this year. Oh, well, dude, yeah. <laughs> sort of. I don't know what <laughs> he was I made out like the first two that. weeks, and there was like questions about what it was. It was all like personal stuff. And then he comes back and two is hurt anyway, and then he breaks his finger. Yeah, why not? Because he's off the dope. That's why. Uh, also, if, dude, if Will Fuller plays five straight games, drug test him. <laughs> drug test that man. Drug test him. He's on the peds again. Dude, he's, dude, he is a ped dispenser. This guy is unbelievable, dude. He's always hurt. It's why I've, I've never liked the guy, ever. He's a big-time playmaker. You have never liked him. But he I is never... I, we made, dude, we were, I swear to God we were talking about Will Fuller earlier in the year. Like, oh, we can do this. I'm like, nope. If it's not for the peds, he's going to get hurt 100% guaranteed. Here we are. Here we are. Week four. No broken peds. finger. It is. Yeah. He can't even ET phone home. Like, it's... No, can't do it. <laughs> so He only has one finger? <laughs> yeah. It was his only finger and he broke it. Well, don't you have a broken finger? Don't they tape it to the other finger too? Usually, but then there's still at least like eight more. Okay, Mr. Spock. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Will Fuller. Always a, always a great trade candidate whenever always he does anything. Always a trade candidate. Get that dude off your roster. Logan Thomas has a hamstring strain. He will miss week five. He's week to week. That uh, was a tough one this week because he got hurt in like the first quarter too. Yeah, yeah. I know. I well, it was DJ Shark, man. I had him in my DJ starting Chark, lineup. Yeah. It was f- the fourth play of the game. I like turned the game on, went in the other room to go to the bathroom, came right back 30 seconds later, and he was rolling around the ground. What it, the frick happened, Like Joe man? Mixon's like, didn't happened? hurt you that bad because it happens in the fourth quarter. You're yeah. like, that sucks that he's hurt, but like, okay. When it happens in the first quarter, you're like, I just got a zero in that Thur- spot. Thursday night again, man. I'm getting, I'm never. No, I came back because I was at the Browns game, games. and I'm like, how did Logan Thomas was goose-egged? Like, what happened? And then I'm like, oh, he that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, calf contusion, better than he intended. Like, Jimmy came out and thought thought I was like, it. That was it. It might be it, because if Trey Lance does okay. And he, he did. Is it. He did okay. He's, Two he's, touchdowns. Both the Debo. Uh, he's got a long way to go. Uh, but, yeah, he did okay. He did okay. He looked all right. Teddy Bridgewater. He's I, mean, I think I, I, I think he looked like he's progressing a little bit. Mm-hmm. How about that from the preseason? There's definitely some misses, some overthrows. Drew Locke didn't yeah. do okay. You guys, just not going to talk about Ricky Seals Jones. Is Ricky Seals Washington Jones football team? <laughs> Come on. Oh, for Logan. For Logan. Yeah. No, we're not going to talk about him. No. All right. All right. They got better. They got better <laughs> options. Want to what? Curse Samuel's back. They'll go that route. <laughs> I just had to bring his name up. Okay, now let's I mean, he did on. get a touchdown in like week one or something like that. I remember seeing. It, I he's was always like, really. Good for, he's always good for a random touchdown. He'll yeah. pop up every once in a while in the red zone. You won't even know what team he's on. No, he'll be like, "Whoa, he just oh. scored a touchdown for that team. Look at that." <laughs> he's always on a different team. He was on the Browns last yep. year. He was he scored a touchdown. Was it last year or two years ago? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's switch gears. Garrett, take us to another another topic here. Uh, you didn't mention t- Teddy Bridgewater concussion. I did. Oh, you did locked didn't do better. So easy come, easy go. Oh, okay. The concussion thing. I mean, I I feel like he's progressing through. Yeah. He should be able to start. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah, All I'll right, go back to him. Right. All right. So let's before we. Uh, well, not before anything. Right now, how worried are we about how how worried are we about these players? I feel like that's phrased funny. Yeah. How worried. All right. Anyway, no, I think we're good. We're we good. got the point. Come we got on. the point. Yep. Is George he the, is he the most Kittle. least word. The most. The most. Who, who are you mostly least worried about? The moistest. The moistest. <laughs> oh god. Uh, George Kittle. George Kittle currently tight and ten, averaging ten point seven points a game. 
Hasn't really had any big games at all so far. How worried are we about Mr. George Kittle? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I mean, I'm totally baffled by the San Francisco offense. I'm going to go first. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. They're not getting anybody involved besides Debo Samuel. I mean, that's like the only guy that we can rely on right now in that offense, and it's it's baffling because I, I can't I can't decide if Kyle Shanahan is um, having personnel issues, if he's just kind of in over his head at running this whole organization type of thing. I know he's a good offense coordinator. I know he can do that, but it's not clicking right now on offense for whatever reason this year. And Rich and I were talking about it pre-show, and I, I just couldn't figure out what the heck is going on. Like, are they ever going to get George Kittle involved? Is it an offensive line thing so he's having to stay in and block more than go out and run routes and, and be the playmaker that we all know that he can be? It, it's very odd. I, I don't know. So with all that said, yes, I'm worried because uh, I, I can't figure out when the heck he's going to get involved here. Yeah, if I had to like send a signal because uh, the power is out to another side of the room of what code we're in, I'd be sw- swinging the shirt around because it'd be code red. Uh, You're that worried. I am very worried because one – Shanahan's such a weird offensive coordinator, right? It's like true. he, like you said, he could play favoritism. He could get people in and out of the targets. Uh, Trey Lance didn't throw a single ball to George Kittle when he came in. All his receptions came in with Jimmy Garoppolo. Every one of his receptions that he worries. didn't throw a single ball to him, or he didn't complete a pass. He to didn't. Him. He didn't complete a pass. To him. Okay, I, I don't remember if he threw one or not to him, but he did not complete a pass. Because I was going to gonna say he's had nine and eleven targets the past two weeks, so that is a good sign that he, he has been targeted pretty. Five well. balls the first. He's been targeted, but. It hasn't been there. And what worries me about that is that I know he's only going to be 28, so it's not like he's too old here, but he was the focal point of that offense. Mm-hmm. And that's that we talk about tight ends all the time. Like, all you need to do is be the focal point, and you could easily be a tight end one, like high end tight end one, like, right? And, and produce. And usually, if you're, if you're the focal point, you're going to produce at the same time. That's why we we're really excited about TJ Hawkinson. It's why we're always excited about, well, Kelsey's just a different tier by his own, right? But Darren, Darren Waller, Waller the whole time being there, Mark Andrews. These are guys that are the focal point of their offense. And that's what George Kittle's been these last couple of years, the focal point of this offense. And now they've drafted a first-round receiver in Brandon Ayuk, who's not a focal point. He's not even in their peripherals. And a second-round pick in Debo Samuel, who's a very high second-round pick. And Debo was one of my favorite, like, picks. You know, right. I, I, he's one of my favorite prospects. We gave him a first-round grade. I like Debo Samuel a ton. And right now he's a focal point in that offense, and he's producing. So... When you're in a Kyle Shanahan offense and you are the focal point and you produce, you stay the focal point. That's why George Kittle was always the focal point because he produced. Not saying George Kittle is going to fall by the wayside, but what I'm worried is this guy was tight end one overall in dynasty rookie rankings for the most part. I mean, you have Travis Kelsey, you have Darren Waller there, but he's in the mix. Right. He was my tight end one personally going into this offseason. He's my tight end one overall in dynasty. So now all of a sudden you drop down to tight end 10, you're having 10 points per game. It's like, George, you don't fall in this category of potpourri, right? Like, don't be the potpourri of tight ends where you're all the same. Like, you're all getting, like, Dawson Knox is scoring touchdowns every single week, blowing George Kittle out of the water. And we know that tight ends have to be involved in this offense to hold any value. So, if George Kittle's taking a step back in this offense, which is, just like he said, it's again, it's week four, so I'm not, like, I'm not, out, but like I'm a little worried about the usage and where it's going to go. Now, could it change? Could he be Trey Lance's safety net? It's hard to say because Debo Samuel's such a safety net too. Like they'd love to get and him he the plays ball close to the line of scrimmage in bubble screens, and he produces because when he gets the ball in his hands, he's so dynamic with the ball in his hands. So 
Yeah, I'm a little worried about George Kittle if I'm an owner because odds are, for the most part, if you have George Kittle, your tight end depth is most likely pretty shallow sure. because you feel like you don't need a tight end. Now, he was hurt last year, so he may make some moves last year, Goliath, but like maybe that moves like a Logan Thomas. You know what I mean? Like, so it's again, you're right back in that. Your backup, most likely the backup to George Kittle is not even giving you those 10.7 points per game, anyways. So you have to ride with him. So right now, I, I actually didn't realize this, but right now he's actually tied for third in targets right now with, with uh, TJ Hawkins. He has 29. So they are there then. So he, he, he is there. It's it's his average um, average target distance is only 4.82 yeah, yards. He, so he's getting everything close to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't have any red zone targets and only one end zone target. He's, so sorry. I, that That's like the – that's. To me right now, that sounds like, or that looks like the differentiation between mm-hmm. what we think George Kittle should be and kind of where he... That's, he, a, that's encouraging, like to know that statistics, yeah, very encouraging. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I found a, a tweet here from uh, Heath Cummings. It said he's the most, he he's the fourth most targeted player without a receiving touchdown in 2021 so far. So And, and I think that's the biggest thing is just touchdowns are, they're fluky. You'll, yeah. have, you'll have games where guys have two or three. You know, last night... Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, neither one of them had a touchdown, but but Justin Herbert had what four passing Jared touchdowns? Parham, yeah. So like that's the thing. Like sometimes they're just fluky. I think that's that's bound to you know come back to the mean to some extent. But if you're still getting all of these targets, he hasn't had a game so far with less than four receptions. I th- for me, I almost actually there's a couple people that I was trying to debate between who I wanted to pick as my buy. I almost put George Kittle, but I knew we were going to be talking about him here. This for me is a buying opportunity. I want to go out there and try to get him because I there's just so few tight ends that make a difference, and he's one of the ones that can do it. Now, you guys are absolutely right. Kyle Shanahan is very fickle. It's tough to understand all the time. If this was the second receiver like Brandon Ayuk, I would be extremely worried. But we've seen him do this with Kyle Shanahan for years now. I'm going to give it more than just a four-game sample that's been fluky. Because if he catches even one touchdown in here, all of a sudden things look a lot different. Yeah, I'm pulling the red flag back. The, the Yellow the, flag? Yeah, the, the, what Matt broke down for us and what Jared said here really eased the tension off me a little bit. Knowing that Because no, when the targets are there, that means it's going to come. Right? right? Like you're... You're going to bounce back. So I'm with you. Maybe George Kittle then is a real nice buy low opportunity. These premier tight ends are, for the most part, impossible to buy. Right? They They're are. so hard to get because when you give it up, you don't get back the return ever. Like you're 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 you are always hurting your dynasty team somehow when you give up a Darren Waller, George Kittle, uh, Travis Kelsey. Even right now, I'd put like a guy like Hawkinson in that category. When you give those guys up, your team's not. You might be getting a better wide receiver, but again, it's easier to find another wide receiver. You're not finding a Travis Kelsey, a Darren Waller, or George Kittle. Those guys are just too hard to find. So if he rebounds, and we're looking back, hey, remember when George Kittle was tight end week one through four? Then he was tight end three overall for the rest of the season. He'll still finish his tight end three overall. That's a huge asset. So maybe you're right. Maybe that is a nice buy low window, and maybe you can get George Kittle for a first. I would definitely try. If you can get him for a first, even a first and a second. Uh, if it's a tight end premium or would something you, like that. Would you guys, what do you guys think? So right now if you own Dawson Knox, right? Dawson Knox has been outstanding. He's been hot. We'll talk about him in a second here. Yeah. He, he, he's, yeah. I'll hold off on that. Okay. I'll, I'll wait, we'll, we'll compare the two. Like, would you trade Dawson Knox plus for George Kittle? Yeah, I would. But right now, off the top of my head, easily Dawson Knox plus a first to get George Kittle. I would do it all day. Yeah, me too. 
Yep. I, th- I think so, too. Yeah, right? absolutely. He's absolutely. so hot right now. You know, it's like, ooh. Capitalize on the name value. Uh, let's talk about another tight end, Kyle Pitts. We we had dreams and hopes of grandeur, and it seems like Matt Ryan is determined to take the sinking ship to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, tight end 19 right now, only eight and a half points per game. How worried are we about Kyle? Oh, Izzy, Izzy this past weekend was going off about Kyle Pitts. I'm like, dude, I was like, dude, it's only week four. I was like, he's a rookie tight end. They take time to develop. He said, no, 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 not Kyle Pitts. Everybody's out there <laughs> in their podcast talking about this guy is special, and he he will break all the molds and come in and be a tight end one overall. And he's like, Rich, didn't you say he was a young Travis Kelsey? And, all, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I said, but it's only four weeks. No, Kyle Pitts breaks all the molds. <laughs> this is the greatest fantasy player to ever come in the game. Where's he at right now? Tight end 19 overall, averaging eight and a half points per game. So the fanfare wise, he's coming as a complete dud, right? Because sure. he was built up. But am I worried about Kyle Pitts? I am not worried like in the slightest. I'm not worried about his long-term no. value at all. And I honestly, I was one of these people that was kind of, I, I didn't think he was going to be a top three or four guy this year. Personally, I didn't. I thought I thought he'd be in that second half, but I do. I did think he was at least going to be a tight end one, but kind of in the lower end of it. But uh, he's still got time to turn this thing around and, and eke back in there. He's he's right now, he's he's tied for six. He's got 26 targets, so he's only three behind, the you know, the, the George Kittle, who we were just talking about in, as far as targets, but he only has 15 catches. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... I, I said to Izzy, I was like, I was like, He's like, oh, we're Kyle Pitts. I was like, okay, well, Calvin Ridley's also not producing. Are we going to sell him too? You know, like, are we selling? Is he a bust yeah. all of a sudden? Now we're getting rid of Calvin Ridley. The, get, the offense isn't clicking yet. It's it, not at clicking all. at all. Cleral Arthur Smith. Patterson's taking all the touchdowns. Oh, we're going to talk about him <laughs> uh, next show. But yeah, I mean, Arthur Smith came in here. He ran such an efficient play action offense there in Tennessee. We thought he was going to bring it over here to have a lot of success in Atlanta. And right now. He might fall in that category of like, wow, he's a really good offensive coordinator, and maybe as a head coach, it's just not there again. Four games, we don't jump to conclusions. But the play action game, when your whole offense is predicated on that, and you, you know you don't have Derrick Henry anymore, and you've got you know Mike Davis, it's it is a and little Cordero bit of, Patterson, yeah, and a wide receiver, um, no, not running back. He's listed on the death chart as a running back. I know he's listed, but he's a wide receiver. I know, which is even better. Yeah. Um, Wait, I thought there. he was a kick returner. <laughs> Like it just doesn't work out as well. So my guess is they're gonna they're gonna draft a guy. It's gonna be in a mold of a Derrick Henry, who's a, a guy that you never have to take off the field. And we'll, and we'll good see. luck getting that guy this year. Wah, 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 they're wah, gonna wah, try, wah. all right. Twenty twenty three, maybe they're gonna try to find him. Uh, I, I would look at if there's any kind of window on Kyle Pitts. You would pay the same price you paid on draft day right now to acquire Kyle. Pitts. I would I would pay the same. I mean, I don't know if I pay the same price because there should be some discount, but like. Pretty close to the same price. Okay. Robert Woods. Robert Woods, uh, the guy that I, my hot take, a lot of them lurk and decent. This one is not so far. Uh, My hot take was that Robert Woods would be a top six wide receiver this year. Currently, he is not a top 16, not a top 36. He is currently wide receiver 41 at 11.5 points per game. Cooper Cup's looking awesome. Robert Woods is not. How worried are we about Mr. Bobby Trees? Well, this week, uh, Sean, literally today, Sean McVay came out and said, listen, Robert Woods is a great teammate. Um, we understand he's not being involved enough, and we should probably look into that. So that's encouraging, at mm-hmm. least. Because right now, Cooper Cup's averaging 11.5 targets per game, 
Robert Woods is only averaging 6.3. So he's literally seeing half the targets per game. Tyler Higbee's been a bit, a little bit more involved. Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson yeah. has been massively involved. involved. And he's a player we've been talking about for two years now on the show. Yep. A very savvy route runner. Um, who we thought his value wouldn't really peak until about year three sure. when he decided to become more involved, which is still really encouraging because it's showing already that he could produce. Like, yeah. Van Jefferson's a great, great throw-in for a trade. I love the I, – I have a lot of Van Jefferson shares because I drafted a ton of them, but, like, he's a great trade asset now. Uh, what might look like a slight overpay today could be a, an underpay tomorrow kind of player. Am I worried about Robert Woods? Yeah, I'm – but I'm not – I'm not worried about Robert Woods himself. I'm just worried about the target share. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't change, yeah, there's a huge worry here. So if McVay becomes a man of his word and says, and they get him a little bit more involved, then yeah. But right now, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, Mr. Mascot Mule himself, have a really good connection going on right now. It's it's, it's easy for McVay to say that, but I'll have a heart. Can Stafford, you know, relay that can he right can he put that can he actually put it into use or is no cooper cups running really good routes and he's getting open and stafford that's stafford's first look and if you're getting open a lot and you run good routes and, that, and you're the first look guess what you're gonna get the football so that that's my concern with robert woods i'm very concerned that he's gonna finish as a top 24 receiver it's still really early but that the usage right now just isn't there they are getting Tyler Higby involved still. Mm-hmm. Van Jefferson's way more involved. I'm a little bit concerned with Robert Woods because the problem is you can't trade him right now because nobody's going to want to give you anything for Robert Woods. Right. And he's an older dynasty asset as well. So maybe he was – maybe we missed a window. Maybe this is a miss on our end in dynasty where we have a 28 going on 29-year-old receiver that they bring in Matt Stafford, and everybody thought it was going to be Robert Woods doing what Cooper Cup did – Maybe that was a really good sell window that we missed on our end. Sure. Like, you know, like we talk about, we focus so much on these running backs when situations change in their favor and they, their, their perceived value is out, like their ADP is outrageous. Is, yeah. Is, it just outperforms like what their real value is. Robert Woods may have hit that this summer and we completely missed it for the fact that he was receiver because we actually bought into that hype as well. And maybe we didn't look at it like subjectively saying, hey, what if it is Cooper Cup, or what if it does go a different way? Well, I, mean, I think that one was hard to predict because I I did feel like Robert Woods was going to be the better fit along with Garrett. Clearly, uh, <laughs> yeah. I did too. Yeah, and, and so did you. So it, it is odd that um, I guess uh, it hasn't been the glove in hand type of fit that we thought. You know, Robert Woods and, and Stafford. And Cooper would be. Cup seems like a little bit of a backstabber, honestly, because I always heard that he was best friends and roommates with Jared Goff. Now he's just best friends with Matthew Stafford. Like, who's his real best friend? Whoever's going to throw him the football. Yeah. Uh, his quarterback. Benedict apparently. Arnold. Apparently. Yeah. I bet he's getting nasty pen pal letters from Jared. I bet, I bet Jared <laughs> texts him. He doesn't even get a text back. Like, it just like it's like dot, 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 dot. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so he's like Garrett Price. Ooh. Ooh Cold-blooded. Not sure why that was said. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we used to live in the same city? We were best friends. <laughs> Oh, you moved two hours away? Hate yeah. you. I'll text, I'll text you when I get the time. So <laughs> We literally talked on the phone last with, night. With Robert Woods, you were just stuck with him. You're not moving him. I offered him, I offered him in a league today where I was deep at receiver, our original league, to somebody who needs a receiver who's two and two. All of a sudden, they were out of it, uh, slump busters. So I was like, hey, he's two and two. He's got some points. Like he, did, he only has two really good receivers. He needs a third. I offered him Robert Woods for a 23 first. He declined it. 
Well, I mean, I think that makes sense when you look at the production to decline that. But so he sees no upside there too. So that's that's a real time offer I made literally sure. today, and it got declined literally in thirty seconds. I sent the trade, and like before, as soon as I hit send, I got an email back saying declined. Like it was that quick. Yikes! I didn't even know the internet worked that fast. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. crazy. So he's a hold. He's a I, hold. I do think he will uptick. I will say this. I do think he finishes a top 36 receiver. Yeah, I think I think if you have him on your roster, better days are coming. So definitely don't sell at this low point, but he may not get back to that borderline wide receiver one, right? Yeah. I, I, I think my biggest worry is it does still seem like he's still being used in a similar fashion as he was before with a lot of low A dot stuff, a lot of stuff close to the line of scrimmage but just with less targets. And I think that's the hard part is we thought the upside was potentially downfield. more downfield plays, and I just don't think there's going to be that many of those. And so that's that's what concerns me. So you're saying he lost a step? <laughs> I don't know. And it's been, the, the big plays, down, they've that. been the, the plays downfield have been to Van Jefferson. They have been. Or so, Cooper Cup. Yep. Or Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, Cortland Sutton, this one's a little bit surprising because after the Jerry Judy injury – Kind of expected Cortland Sutton to have a big uptick in uh, production. But so far, Cortland Sutton is wide receiver 47. Only 10.9 points per game. W- what's going on here? You can blame the injury before, but, I mean, their first three games were just set up for success, right? It's why yeah. the Broncos were 3-0. and They played both New York teams in Jacksonville. Like, there is just a really bad, like, that was an easy schedule for him to produce. And, and he had one really good game in there. He did. He did. Um, was it 159 yards or something like that? It, yeah. Wasn't it, that the first game that Jerry Judy was out? Yes. I think that was week one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, my, I'm concerned. I'm concerned a little bit here last about week, Sun, but I think it's a good buy window. That, um, definitely, definitely think it's a buy window. It's, I do think he's, I mean, this is a guy that wasn't, he was never full go. We, we should talk, we should talk about this in depth. We should save it because this is actually, isn't this your buy for the yeah, buy show? Oh, is. So is it? Okay. It is. So let's save this. If you want to hear why we think he's a buy or specifically why Matt thinks he's a buy, we'll explain that in the Herd show. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair enough. We'll move on to the next one here. Uh, next guy, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders currently right now running back 33, which I was shocked when I looked at that. Running back 33, 10.1 points per game. So I guess not a gross points per game for a running back, but still running back 33, very surprised. Uh, how do we feel about Miles Sanders? I'm hugely concerned mostly because of, of Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, 100%. He's looked good. Yeah. And that was a guy that I, I didn't think would be that good. But they're using him in all sorts of uh, like all sorts of situations. They're using him down by the goal line, um, which I wouldn't have seen because he's a small – I think he's even smaller than Miles Sanders – but he's getting the goal line type of work and he's getting involved in the passing game. I, I it's just, if you have an opportunity to buy Kenneth Gainwell, you want to buy Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, I agree. Uh, are, are we looking at Kenneth Gainwell like a Tony Pollard, uh, Naheem some Hines. Naheem Hines. I think you look at Tony Kenneth Gainwell as who, or are we looking at him as a potential who, who replacement? A, who is a potential replacement yeah. for Miles Sanders? Yep. It's I, the potential. The, I know it's great. Listen, I love Miles Sanders. I hope he leaves the team. He was my RB four. His upside is there. Like, I like Miles Sanders. I do. This is not working for him in Philadelphia. And listen, it happens happens in the NFL all the time. Talented players go the wrong fit, the wrong scheme, and it doesn't work out. And sometimes they leave. Like, a guy like Robert Woods leaves Buffalo, and they find success elsewhere. And sometimes it just breaks them all together. 
So for me, I hope Miles Sanders isn't broken, but I do not think there's a future for him. I don't think he he meshes well with the system. I don't think he meshes well with Jalen Hurts. And then obviously, Kevin Gable was going to hurt him. So if I own Miles Sanders, I'm using that uh, that that uh, facade of like, oh, I just want to buy Kenneth Gainwell to support and back up Miles Sanders. To Looking kind of, for that handcuff. Yeah, the kind of like... Because you're I'm not going to have many more weeks that yeah, you can say that. And I'm look. using that terminology yeah. to just kind of soften the price. And if I own Miles Sanders at this point with how good Kenneth Gainwell has looked this early, I would have no problem maybe even possibly moving my 22 first if I'm like a contender for Kenneth Gainwell in a second. I don't, That's I don't I have a problem with that yeah. at all. I, I was a big fan of his tape, so I, I'm with you there. Uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell us about my bookie? Okay. Well, you know, my bookie is a place. Now, I've been giving out some hot bets out there. Swat. And this week, I won. Uh, I made a lot of bets, a lot of parlays. A lot. I would have done well. All I need to do is the Rams to beat the Cardinals. I did <sighs> the Rams money line, and they lost. So, Kyler Murray. The good thing, though, is... I broke even on a week. Okay. I think I, actually, I think I finished a week up eight. Like, I uh, I went very mildly up. I finished okay. a week up, but it wasn't looking good early with these teasers and parlays because the Rams screwed me, uh, and another team did. I can't remember what it is. But if you want to get in there, because you don't always want to listen to me, right? You don't. All, you get you know football. So if you want to get in there and you want to make a good bet, my bookie is the place to go. The win season's here, so you can get in the game and go to mybookie.ag now. Use that promo code NERD, and you're going to get double your deposit bonus. That's right. Promo code NERD, so you can double your funds and your wins anytime. This is great. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. They have so much going on. If you like that juice, if you like a little bit of action, mm. my favorite place to get that cash is my bookie. Make sure you get that promo code NERDS in there because you get double the cash. Jared, can you do me a favor? Can you look up on uh, Prediction Strike while I'm talking here about this uh, wonderful sponsor? Can you look up uh, Kenneth Gainwell, since we were just talking about him, where his shares were at versus uh, now? Because <laughs> if you would have got Kenny Gainwell in the offseason as a, what was he, fourth, fifth round pick, you're, uh, I'm sure your ROI on Prediction Strike is looking pretty, pretty nice right now but that's exactly what you get to do at predictionstrike.com you get to buy sell hold shares of players just like you would in the stock market and that's what we know best as dynasty fantasy football players we're always looking for that next player we're always looking for the up-and-coming guy those are those small penny stocks that you can get that could end up paying huge dividends james robinson last year if you would have got james robinson before the year started oh my goodness the return on investment there would have been incredible best part of all with the promo code dynasty you get a free share of any player with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more that's promo code dynasty to receive a free share of twenty dollars or a free share of a player with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more jared hit me with that kenny gainwell he's at four dollars and 59 cents right now and i'm guessing he was he was at about Three dollars and forty cents last week. Last week, so but I'm, preseason he was preseason probably, under fifty cents yeah, had to have been. I was going to say that same thing. Oh, that's what you asked me, isn't it? You're good. No, yeah. no worries. But and the, and the, but and I mean, the, you you see that growth there. If he's yeah. already in the four dollars, that's. I still think he's a buyer right now. Like I have no idea. Probably. I have no idea what affects the price of Bitcoin. I've got some. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea weather, why that goes up. The, goes goal, down. goal line carries over Miles Sanders. But, do ha- but prediction strike, we know why these values are going up. These guys are getting it, man. So 
the Browns are underdog this week on my bookie. They're plus one and a half. You guys like that? Um, I That's think the charges. I I think the, I think Baker. Here's the thing: when Baker usually has a bad game, he rebounds pretty nicely. So, and I'm going to be there cheering. Do you think there's anything with his off shoulder being hurt? His other shoulder? That's eh, we'll see. But listen, if you have Rich Dotson in the stands going, Baker, I love you. You were there last week. What do you mean? But I was with Hurley, so like I don't want to like really. You had like, Minnesota. I'm going. I was I was with a friend there. Uh, I'm going with my kids and wife to this game, so I have no problem going. They know I love. They know they know how much I love them. So I'm like, Baker, do it for me. I love you. Uh, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> do it for me, Baker. Uh, we'll see. I I, lo- I like the Browns. Take the money line. What, what's the point? Take the point. Well, there's no difference. What's it? Plus one hundred five. The money yeah. line. Yeah. Was, just take the point then. All right. All right. That five extra five bucks. I'd rather have the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on here. Uh, for the last part of the show here, we're going to talk about some players that are at the tops of their position. They're quarterback ones, wide receiver ones, running back ones, and uh, how likely we think they are to stay as one. So uh, I'm going to tell you guys a player, who they've played so far, and their remaining strength of schedule. So one would be the easiest, 32nd would be the most difficult, all right? Start with James Robinson. He is currently... Running back nine. He has already played Houston, Denver, Arizona, and Cincinnati. Strength of schedule is right in the middle of the road there around 14th. How confident are we that James Robinson will finish the year as a, as a running back one? Richard. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a little silence there, a little dead air. No, I. are you ready to go or no? No, um, I... I Well, they just lost lost, uh, DJ Shark, right? Urban Meyer is in in trouble. So to me, I think there's a chance. If you had to say yes or no, gun to your head, I'm saying he does not finish the season as a running back one. Just because they're not good enough to command enough leads, stay in enough games, get yeah. enough volume. Like all, yeah, I, I just think it all just leads to and him I, not being around. Like close, borderline, but I think he falls out. I think some of these other guys come back in. Um, it hurts. I mean, with some of these guys getting hurt, though, and starting falling off, that's that always increases the odds, right? Like, But Patterson's probably going to finish higher than him on a year, which hurts. Um, I'd, have to, I'd love to see all the running backs that are behind him right now that they can pass him up. Barkley is right behind him. He's one of the guys that's right behind Barkley him. Will, Barkley will certainly pass him up. He's starting to get his legs back here. We've seen him slowly getting better every single week. It's a great sign. So the guys behind him are, are Barkley, David, David Montgomery. Obviously, not going to be a threat no. for a while here. Chase, Chase Edmonds, Nick no. Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, um, Antonio Gibson, Melvin Gordon, Jamal Williams. So there are a lot of names. Yeah, I think he does not. I think Chubb, can, Chubb obviously will pay. Yeah. He's a running back one already. Anyways, he'll surpass him. Alvin Kamara will bounce back. I think he'll pass him. Christian up. McCaffrey, when he comes back, still has the potential to he, come back. And, he will. He will still yeah. score thirty points per game and pass right. him. So my answer is no. I'm still going to go with yeah. I think he's going to get uh, enough touches. I think we saw what he can do. I think hopefully Urban saw what he can do with a full workload. He looked good against an emerging defense in the Cincinnati Bengals. They had been playing really well against opposing running backs up until that point. And he's being more involved in the passing game now. And I think that's the biggest key yeah. is if he can be involved in the passing game, you can stay in that RB1 range. I don't think he necessarily ascends, but I think he can maintain this 9-12. to 12. I think you. I think right now you're missing a really good window. Uh, uh, you're still holding a stick of dynamite, right? Like the future is still not going to be – 
James Robinson. If Herb leaves, you're talking about a third coaching staff on an undrafted free agent with a team that's already invested, a general manager, a general manager that has invested a first-round pick in a running back. I think if you're not a contender, you, you this is an automatic sell. But even if I'm a contender, I wouldn't mind... I wouldn't mind still flipping him and moving on from like, I would like to get a running back back. And then some, if I can flip him for Cordero Patterson, who we're going to talk about here next for a little bit and then get a little bit plus, I would try and do that. Ooh, It'd be hard I to do. Not. It'd be hard to do. I would, I would not. I don't think James Robinson offers dynasty. Like I don't think there's a future for James Robinson. And that, there like, is for Cordero Patterson. No, I don't. But if I can get plus, what I'm trying to say is I can I get plus on top. Because I think I'm then getting... What would be the point of getting Patterson? Get because I'm getting... does I'm, have the future. Because, of, well, one, Patterson's running back three in a year, so he's outproducing James Robinson right now. Two, I think they're both... I think, they're, I think their value next year for fantasy point potential is pretty close, similar anyways. But what I'm saying is get Kenneth Gainwell then. Like, get somebody that you do think has a future. Okay. If I could, it, but I'm saying if I can get draft capital is what I was saying on top. That's the, okay. pl- that's the plus. So if I'm saying plus, yeah, if I get... Kenny Gainwell plus. If I can get Kenneth Gainwell. It's the one you like for the future. If as I well. can get Kenneth Gainwell straight up for James Robinson, I would consider it. Because I think there's value there, Dynasty. I would not. But I would want I would plus. Not. I would want you would plus. Think, yeah, I think you could get plus there. You'd uh, want plus. I think you could get plus there. Yeah, you know what? I, re- I rescind that offer. <laughs> I, <want laughs> I rescind plus. it. I took it back. But like, wouldn't you take, like, wouldn't you take Kenneth Gainwell in second for James Robinson? I'd cons- I wouldn't as a contender. I think for a contender, I think this year things are not looking good. They're going to want to protect their starting quarterback. I'm going to ride him to the sunset, let him take well, That's my change. point about Cordero Patterson. I would trade for Cordero Patterson plus, because I think I'm getting the same usage out of it, but like, what's that? Like, what else can I get the, out of that? The I'd, problem with Patterson, and we'll, we'll talk about it more coming going forward, but we've, we've seen this before out of Patterson, stretches where it's good. Now, this is never a hair longer. We've never seen this before out of Patterson. Yes, we've seen two game stretches, three game stretches where he's been incredible. I, eventually, he's always been figured out. Maybe this is the one time he's not. Is there a chance? Sure. But betting on 30-year-old running backs that have not played running back is not typically a successful model, as opposed to a guy that's been a running back one. He's not a 30-year-old running back. He's a 30-year-old wide wide receiver. receiver. (laughs) Yeah. He has not taken the beating of a 30-year-old running back, is my point. It's true. But I would rather bank on the guy that was an RB1 last year and is currently an RB1 again this year. I would rather... I would rather have Cordero Patterson for the rest of the season over James Robinson. I will so make in my that starting bet. lineup. I I don't know what we're betting, I, but I will take that. I would I can't not. Remember. I, I told the DJ we, guys, we bet like, something else. We made bets the all the time, and I it pisses me off because nobody ever tracks them down, and I can never remember a single bet. All right, I have so two bets with you guys. No fact idea. Check. We need a board. By the way, we need a board fact up. Check. We need a future board. We do bet in board. the studio. We need a bet board, and we'll get camera shot. We need a bet board. We do. Uh, Double B. You, Write it down, Jared. Down. You're going to take down that Baker Mayfield jersey and put a bet board in it? Over my dead <laughs> body. It, may, it would make a very no, nice we, bet board. We'll bet it. <laughs> so, let's get a bet board. We'll get a bet Same. board. We'll put up in the studio. We'll track the bets. We'll see where they go. And then there's got to be penalties. We're getting a bet board. It's done and done. We're getting a bet board. So anyway, I just dis- I disagree with on, selling James James Robinson right now if you're a contender. I would hold on to him. I wouldn't be trading him for Cordell Patterson because who the who the heck knows what you're going to get out of that <laughs> well, guy? Let Jared fact check this after All right, fact check us, Three Jared. weeks. Garrett, Garrett, you're the one who said we have seen this before, right? Yeah, we've seen so like... Technically, a... you're correct, because in his rookie year... Oh, man, here 2013. we go. Oh, when John F. Kennedy was president? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stop there. But he had like seven games straight of 10 or more points, so... Yeah, we've seen stretches from him before. He's but, a dynamic playmaker, but he's... That's irrelevant. I but know. he's 30. 
He's a 30-year-old fake running back. Okay, they're all one-year wonder running backs. Hashtag two- to three-year window. Uh, right now, James Robinson's a two-year one. Can we move on to another guy? We can move on to Two another segments? guy. And originally, we were actually going to move on to Patterson, uh, but I think we have talked about We've him talked enough. enough. So we will move on to the next player as I find it. Uh, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is currently running back 12. He's already played Tennessee, Jacksonville, Minnesota, and the Los Angeles Rams. Strength of schedule on the other side of the middle range there at 18th. How likely do we think that Chase Edmonds remains an RB1? Uh, I, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty likely he, he's doing some good things in the passing game, and that's I think going to be able to keep him afloat. And there's he's going to be he's going to be right at the bottom of that tier. I think where is he at now? He's he's currently he's, twelve, he's right there. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, it's tough. I thought maybe he'd slide down a little bit. I thought like maybe if he was at ten, I thought maybe. maybe he was in ten. I think he'll probably slide right out of the top top twelve. Yeah, yeah. His his name might as well be Jim because the odds are slim. And he's not going to finish as a running back one. It'll be close, like mid range running back, two, but still good enough. Like the, yeah, like I don't think he's asset. falling far. Like I, no. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in, in the top fifteen. I think his points per game are going to are going to stay very similar. I think some of those other guys that we mentioned uh, it, when we were talking about James Robinson will will kind of jump. And that's been the nice part is the target yep. share. Before this week, he was third in the NFL uh, as far as targets at the running back position. So anytime you can be that high in the list, now he had a few less this week, but he did a little more in the running game this yeah. week than he did other weeks. Mm-hmm. One hundred and twenty yards against the Rams, which is very surprising. A lot of that on the, one big the drive. Rams defense you, supposed to be so good is not been good at all. You have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and the rest of that garbage. It's been garbage. Honestly, it's not been good at all. It'll it's, be interesting to see how it all plays because out. Because they have Patrick Ramsey <laughs> playing, Patrick, in, playing in the secondary. They said, dang, we got the <laughs> wrong <laughs> guy. He's coming out to you with his wheelchair and just running you over. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move down to the wide receiver position. Debo Samuel, we touched on him a little bit earlier. Currently the wide receiver three hmm. in fantasy football. He's already played Detroit, Philly, Green Bay, and Seattle. Strength of schedule for wide receiver heading uh, to this week on sixth easiest in the league. How are we feeling about Debo? I feel it's, not, it's not like he's gone against some juggernauts there either, you know, up to this point. So it sounds like they pretty much just have a nice, easy schedule going throughout. I, I think he can maintain um, I love him personally. I mean, right now, all the it seems like all the high high value targets are getting funneled right to Debo. So I, I even think, Lance came in and did it. Yeah, two, I, two I, touchdown I think, passes, Debo. I think he's going to continue to be in in the conversation. He's wide receiver three now. I could see him slipping a couple spots, but he's still going to maintain, in my opinion, as long as he stays healthy. That's always kind of been his thing, missing little stretches yep. here and there. So as long as he stays healthy, I think Debo is definitely going to be a wide receiver one. That that is the biggest thing with him. If 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 there was a reason he didn't finish as a wide receiver one, I think it would be health because I do think the targets are there. The offense seems to love him, at least for now. Now, we know how quickly that can change. We know how quickly he can go in and out of Shanahan's doghouse, but assuming that he continues to be the wide receiver one, getting the targets, I don't see how he doesn't end up as a wide receiver one this season. Yeah, I love his usage. I love the player himself. I would give uh, – I would trade for Debo Samuel. I don't even know what I would get – Like. It's a weird. He he's a weird player. You I would have to buy very high right now, like probably had to play my high minimum two firsts. Yeah, that's something. I would give if I'm a contender. I would give two firsts for Debo Samuel, non superflex. Okay, and the twenty three class. But even then, I'm considering because again, the way I look at these first round picks is the one pick is our automatically. I selected Debo with that pick. 
Right. You know what I mean? So that's that's an that's a no-brainer. So would I give up? Depends on my structure of my team. I would give two first for Debo Samuel. Because okay. I believe I believe in a player. Um he's slowly gotten better. Like not in, if you if you filter out the injury parts mm-hmm. and look at Debo on the field, statistically, in a player himself, he's gotten better every single week, essentially. Like every Every, say you put it increments of quarters of the season. Like every quarter, he's gotten slightly better. Um, I love his college tape. I, I He's doing exactly what I thought when scouting uh, Debo Samuel of what his his ceiling was in the NFL. He's he's doing what I thought he could yeah, do. He's definitely realizing what what I envisioned. So when when I see players like that, and there's tons of players we've talked about over the years like this, like, hey, like we said the same thing about Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams mm-hmm. early in his year, first year and a half, he was banged up. Same thing. And at one point I said, listen, you want to go out right now and buy Devontae Adams. You want to give up the multiple first. The overpaid today looks like an underpaid tomorrow. And that was, we said the same thing about George Kittle. Yeah, there's multiple players that we've said this about. And honestly, I think it's been a while since we've had a player. We've talked about like that. I think Debo Samuel can fall in that category. I think, I think his uh, stature might, some people might not think he's that, he could be that, continuous wide receiver one-esque, but I think of a guy like Brandon Cooks could do it. I think Debo Samuel could certainly do it. I think Debo Samuel, I would give two, for, you know what? I would comfortably give two first today for Debo Samuel. Well, I think he's going to be a wide receiver one. You said, can he continue this for the rest of the year? I think he can continue this. Now, wide receiver three, obviously that's, that's, that's murky. Hard. I think what Debo Samuel could be a wide receiver one for year fan, dynasty fans football team. Potentially for the next five years. I could, I could absolutely see. And, it's, and that's worth multiple firsts to me all day of the week. I would give two firsts for Debo Samuel today. One of the guys we comped him to when we were doing the rookie breakdowns and we were talking about Debo was Golden Tate. Golden Tate was a guy that had multiple wide receiver one seasons, despite being an undersized guy that did a lot after the catch, very physical player. Um, so we, we, we've seen it happen. We know it can be done. Debo could absolutely do it here. Brandon Cooks, he is the wide receiver nine right now. We've talked about how terrible this team is. Can Brandon Cooks maintain wide receiver one status this year for the Houston I'm sorry, Texans? I'm looking at the trade finder to see recent trades of Debo Samuel. I just want to see what he's actually going for. They're good. For Matt, do life. you think he can? Uh, it's a tricky one, man. I know you know it's it's a nice story, and it's nice, I guess, um, it's nice to say that Brandon Cooks is quarterback proof. But is he like whole team proof? Like, because I, I feel like this thing is just kind of like going dude, down can, the tubes. Dude, you know what I mean? So it, I just it, this, to make it a little smells. tougher, strength of schedule twenty seventh mm. uh, in the league going. going so on. so no, I think is is where I'm trending with, with Brandon Cooks. I think he's going to fade into that wide receiver two range, which is still it's still a really good player. I just don't think he's going to stay afloat here uh, up at you know wide receiver nine right now. He might fade a little bit down. I'm with Matt. I don't think it's much. I think he's a great value in Dynasty. I want to give you can I give you a couple of Debo trades to see Absolutely. what the value is. Like literally these trades were made uh, yesterday. Uh, Let's hear it. Let's hear it, man. Nick Chubb and Debo Samuel for A.J. Brown in a 23 second. So Nick Chubb, Debo Samuel oh, for I'll A.J. Take Brown. Chubb and Debo. I would take Chubb and Debo too. I know you love AJ. I do I like love AJ. Too. I do love AJ, but a lot of injuries. Debo and Chubb. Yeah, Oof. Debo and Chubb. I'm taking that. Aaron Jones for Debo straight up. Wow. That's what I wanted to see. That's what I want to get. This is one QB PPR. I think that's a contender versus rebuild move for me. Contender, I'm taking Aaron Jones. If I'm in rebuild, though, I might 
be willing to do that. But who knows? I think this comes down the to the way that Debo's playing right now. He might get you that that crazy four touchdown game that Aaron so, Jones gets you and wins you. Like it's just so tough to give up your top running back. No, it is at, on a contending team. It is. Yeah, and I mean, there's a couple more here: Cordero Patterson, Debo Samuel on 22 second for Brandon Ayuk on 21st, and then Tyler Lockett, Debo Samuel for Chris Godwin. What was the Chris Godwin one? Tyler Lockett and Debo Samuel for Chris Godwin. Wow. I would take the Lockett side. Me also. I think I would and then, too. And then after the season, I would just flip Lockett. Because yeah. I, think, I think Godwin, the, the interesting point would be where Godwin goes next year, which would probably right. change the to... value a little bit here. But and right now, for today, I, would, I think Debo is just as good as Godwin. Um, moving on after Brendan Cooks, who do we got? Sam Darnold. We're going to go to the quarterback position. Sam Darnold is currently quarterback five. Remember, Matt, last week we talked Unbelievable. about. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the rushing is going to regress. I'm like, regress. there's no way this rushing, these rushing touchdowns Two are more. still going to be there. Two more. Leads the league in rushing touchdowns, Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh, Mr. Lego head himself. Sam Vick. Here we go. <laughs> uh, he is currently quarterback five. Uh, their defenses that they've played have been a little up and down. New York Jets, then the New Orleans Saints. Houston Texans, and then last week Dallas, who actually has a decent defense this year. So is New Orleans, New Orleans uh, absolutely, is good. absolutely. Uh, strength of schedule from here on out, middle of the road, seventeenth. Do we think Sam Darnold can stay as a quarterback one this season? Yes. There's no way that these rushing <laughs> touchdowns can keep coming. <laughs> but yeah, I think he can. I mean, he's he's pretty he's he's getting in a groove here in this offense. The rushing stuff is, I think, just a bonus. And it's not even just touchdown as he's doing. He, he's breaking off, like, nice runs yes. in, in the, you know, the middle of the field. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be a part of his game that he's kind of unleashing here. I think there's two things that really help this season specifically because I still don't know that I'm quite ready to rank him as a dynasty quarterback one. But the two reasons I think he can maintain that this year is, one, we know Christian McCaffrey is going to miss some time. I think a lot of those rushing touchdowns might have been potentially focusing more on Christian McCaffrey near the goal line. He might have had the opportunity to even be in a passing situation where he decided to run it in instead. Secondly, I think DJ Moore has now fully evolved. Mm -hmm. Like he went from, you know, a little tiny Pokemon to like this middle guy. And now he's like a full blown like Charizard. Like I moved DJ Moore significantly. I already had him high. I was really high in DJ Moore. Been a while. I moved him up, like top six. I have him. I was gonna say it'd be five. really tough to keep him outside the top ten right now. I have him top six as a dynasty receiver, right. and There's I can't say I blame you. I need to revisit mine, and he will. I guarantee he'll be in my top ten, and he might be top six. Calvin Ridley well. or DJ Moore? DJ Moore. Yeah. Terry hey. McLaurin or DJ Moore? <sighs> that's the one that's like. Mm. Here's what. Here's what you look at though. DJ Moore's got Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's probably gonna say they have a good rapport. Terry McLaurin, we have no idea who his quarterback's going to be. But he's still been so good. He's been good with that. But I, 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 so the tiebreaker for me would be DJ Moore's been so good is the quarterback situation. We Taylor about, Heineke actually hasn't looked terrible. He hasn't. I don't know that he's the long-term answer, but he has not looked terrible. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I'm again, you're, 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 we're, we, you know, it's close. It's right it's there. I really need to think about that one. Um, but going to Sam Darnold, me too. I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, I think. This was a really young... I think all the stuff that you talked up about Carson Wentz this offseason, which we said he was going to be hurt literally... Uh, if, I, 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 so whatever, far, he's played every game. 
He has played every game. <laughs> He's just missing a bone in his foot and both his ankles are sprained. But he has played every game through two touchdowns this week. <laughs> Woo. Played every game. I think everything you talked up about uh, if he's on the pens. Carson Wentz can go that way. You might be. <laughs> he must be on the pens. I think Sam Dar- I think there's a window he's to buy like him. The knight, he's like the knight from uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> where he just keeps losing it's limbs, but he's still f- fighting. It's merely a flesh wound. <laughs> your arm's off. No, your leg's off. No, it isn't. It's just but a flesh wound. <laughs> still fighting, Carson Come Wentz. on, you pansy. <laughs> All right. So what, before going, I want squirting okay. out the. I want, I want to stop back real quick. Carson, Sam Darnold, super flex. Huh. What would you pay? What would you? What's the most you would pay for Sam Darnold super flex right now? Because you got to admit, right now there's still got to be a buy window. Now it's. I'm possible. definitely giving two first. Absolutely, because I, and that's just part of my philosophy is a good starting quarterback is worth two first. And I think he's a good starting quarterback. And super young and a good offense. Now, would I pay more than two firsts? I don't know that I can pay much I would, more. I would pay two firsts and two seconds. Two seconds. I, I was would. thinking I was thinking the most I would go is two firsts and a second. But I guess if it's just another second, who the heck really cares? Yeah. Like if somebody's pushing me on it. Give him seven seconds. I, I'll, I'll, I'll miss out on two draft classes for a young quarterback who I think offers QB1 upside. Because even if he falls down, like he's QB5, he ends up being QB. He falls in that Tannehill range. Those like QB seconds eights. are more valuable, though, in Superflex. They man. are. They, they, really are. Really they are. They sneak into the early seconds. Yeah. You're getting but, the Elijah Moore. But, you're getting uh, yeah, but, but one, I would expect it not to be an early second. That's what I would hope it to be. Hopefully. But even if it was, now, like, one, it's just hard. What if hard. Sam Darnold sees a ghost, though, and then you're back up at the then top Then you're in trouble. List. But, I mean, dude, it's so hard. Mm. They acquire a young, talented quarterback it is. in Superfly. It's so unbelievably hard. And with your draft with your draft class alone, it's so hard to even be in position to grab one of these guys. So like we mentioned before, the first, the one first is a big deal. So the one first doesn't count because you drafted Sam Darnold. Right. So that if you're get if you can say, Hey, I can guarantee you, which all we can do is go off what you see now. So that's that's a guarantee in quotation marks, right? That you can get that for what you're really best paying then is a first and two seconds for Sam Darnold. I have no problem with that because and what reason I would offer that is because I don't want to come out the gate with two firsts. It seems like it's like a, it seems like an opening offer where I feel like if you come in with two first, two seconds, I feel that's a really strong offer and I would never let two seconds, uh, I, I not would let me get a young QB one potential again. And then QB one, that's, that's the difference maker. Now, if you could do even remotely this, move it down to QB nine per se, if you could be QB nine in the super flex league, that is worth honestly. It's worth three first. It's worth three first. And but that's where you got to feel it out with your league because I totally agree with you. But there's a lot of leagues that are not that way, and they devalue the the quarterback position in super flex. And so you might need not need to come as strong as we're saying. So you might be able to what in our Open opinion would be first. a low ball, okay, and then settle at two firsts. You know, and and I think there's leagues where like. You're giving up two firsts you're, for a guy that we you, don't know. Like, you're right. Two first. I'd come in with two first and my 22 second, okay. not my 23. I'm with you. Like those seconds are pretty valuable. I would try and do that. But like honestly, he's worth. If this continues, right? Like so again, why would you even trade for him if you don't think it continues? First right. of all, you're yeah. So if we think it's going to continue, honestly, Sam Darnold is worth three firsts in Superflex. He's 24 years old. Like that's another potential 15 years. One thing we do player. have to factor in is 
Part of this is absolutely Joe Brady. For sure. He will more than likely be gone this year at the most next year. But Matt Rule, the, co- the co- former college head coach, He's a has, smart guy. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Yep. Seeing what Joe Brady does, he can incorporate that into the new offense. So, yes, we're running out of time. Obviously, the Nerd Herd show's got to be a little bit shorter. We're at crazy times. Give me give me one more guy here. Um, we'll, we'll skip the quarterback. We'll, we'll go to the, the tight end position. Oh, my guy, Daniel Jones. I had so many notes. On okay, that. we'll talk about Daniel Jones at quarterback six. Can Daniel Jones maintain what he's doing? Strength of schedule going forward is the third easiest. Ooh. As the former president of the Daniel Jones Go ahead. Fan you club. take this. You're back? And as a former president, oh, former. Daniel, I moved on to this Justin Herbert fan club uh, early because right. I, I said he had to trade up for him. But like, still a member of the board. Let me put it that way. It's like the treasurer. Now. Okay. Uh, more like that really like that, that secretary, secretary doesn't really do the job but comes in and looks real good um, <laughs> that's how I describe you <laughs> you know what I mean that's exactly so how listen, I describe you here's, here's Daniel Jones quarterback six he's come off his best game of his career with 402 yards and he was really impressive in overtime that game he was 5 for 5 in overtime he has averaged so far in the season 343 total yards per game and that's compared to the, the previous year, we only averaged 242.2 yards per game um, in 2020. On top of that, he has 188 yards rushing on the ground so far. And he hasn't tripped once. One time. That's true. <laughs> remember, Matt, when he was coming out, one of the one of the things we loved about Daniel Jones was like, that we really talked about was his athleticism. Absolutely. Like he can move yep. on the ground. So on top of the, the 343 the yards, <laughs> rolling, total yards per game, the 188 rushing yards on top, uh, with mixed in there is very encouraging. He has four touchdowns, the one interception. That one interception came, it was just a Hail Mary Hail pass, Mary. Yep. and then the New Orleans game. And on top of that, if you go back to the second half of last year, he hasn't really thrown any interceptions as well at all. The, we talked about earlier the offensive lines gelling a little bit better than we can. Andrew Thomas specifically has looked really good this year. Specifically better. Kenny Galladay finally had a game last week. Yeah, Saquon, Saquon's getting a little bit better. Sean Shepard's going to come back. There's a lot of things coming together for He's Daniel getting Jones pieces here. Back to, yeah, absolutely. He's, it's going to get better for the New York Giants, who also have. The, so we know the offensive line's a worry, right? Mm-hmm. They've been doing this offense. They're going to have multiple first-round picks next year. So they're going to be in position to bolster this offensive line and keep going and making it better for Daniel Jones. I am by, I'm back in on Daniel Jones because, again, people are when it comes to these quarterbacks, it's too easy to abandon ship after a year or two when historically sometimes we have players that come in that are Justin Herbert's that, that ruin it for us. Pat Mahomes that ruin it for us. Deshaun Watson that ruin. We think that's a common norm when it's not, it's not just a tight end that takes time to develop in reality, reality, the reality, reality receivers take time to develop tight ends. Take it. Why do tight ends take, why do tight ends take so long to develop? Because they have so much more information to process. I thought it was a joke. I was like, uh. Well, you got to do more squats. <laughs> you got to do That's more why that. it takes longer. But it's because they have so much information and you know, part of the game plan, they have to they learn. They have to be in the offensive line meetings. They got to be in like the wide receiver meetings. Basically, they're learning two, two very two in, involved type of places. And yep. Daniel Jones has been just running for his life. So I think Daniel Jones, a prospect who I liked coming out, again, is showing enough upside here where I think he could be potentially the truth. And what's nice about him is. I bet you don't have to give up two firsts. I bet you give up two. I bet you give up a first and a player for Daniel Jones. Probably so. And only to to help confirm what you're saying, I mentioned it already. Strength of schedule, third easiest the rest of the way. The teams that he's played have 
been no joke. Three of these four defenses are pretty solid. Denver, the Washington football team, and New Orleans. Those are three pretty solid defenses overall. Uh, and then, obviously, Atlanta. We're not concerned about them. Let's think it's significantly easier. So, yes. I mean, I think he's a great buy. In, like, if you're hurting that uh, quarterback, I would I – mean, I'm buying Daniel Jones and Superflex. So am I. And, and the important thing is, you know, the rushing yards and the fact that the offensive line isn't getting him killed this year. And he's not turning the ball over like a like a – a crazy person like he was at the beginning of last year. And to be fair, you don't know who a player is until he has time to do things like that. Like he's got you don't pe- know. And he's got the pieces back. I mean, last year, his his whole team was in shambles around him. I mean, the offensive line was terrible. All his wide receivers were dropping like flies. You know, obviously, he didn't have Saquon Barkley, who is literally just working himself into shape, kind of like in front of our eyes over the past four weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's only going to get kind of better from that standpoint. Um, so I, I think it, it offers a nice little um, – safety blanket to have a guy like that kind of emerging and, and making big explosive plays again uh, to go along with some of these other weapons on the outside. I mean, dude, Stranger Things hasn't been on it for two years, but we've just found ourselves in upside down because we're out here saying we're buying Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones and, and we're Sam buying Darnold. Sam Darnold and we look at as, as super flex assets. We're going to end the show on there. It went a little long. I hope you were able to stay with us. Good stuff we talked about. We'll be back next week doing the exact same thing. Maybe not as long. But now we got to jump into the Nerder Show. We got to break down our favorite buys, our favorite sells of the week. In the meantime, make sure you go to DynastyNerds.com and check out all the great tools that we have on there. We mentioned the Trade Finder. We mentioned the Film Room earlier. Check us out there. Check out our YouTube channel. If you want to see me waving that red shirt, I didn't really wave it, but you can see the red shirt. It looks pretty stellar. Me and Matt are twins mm, today. Twinsies. He's a little beefier than me, but if you want to see how beefy he is, get that YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that notification button, and we'll be back next week. Nerd Herd. Adios.